Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. It's the sunshine hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We're out walking in sunshine indoors and outdoors today. Sunny with a high around 75, 76, 77, somewhere around there. Uh, but unfortunately, after today, the weekend will be at least a mixture of clouds and sun, if not mostly cloudy, even a chance of rain coming in on Sunday. Right now, 61, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 57 at the Highlands, 53 at uh, my home in Elm Grove, and 56 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It, it's pathetic, Bob, it's pathetic. I, 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 need, I tried not to. I didn't want to. I was tired this morning. I spent way too much time on YouTube last night. I went down the YouTube rabbit hole. I didn't get to sleep till like 3 o'clock. I get up at 5. I was just, oof, I am tired. So I had to go to what I needed. Pepsi. You know now what I deal with every single day of my life. Man, I just, mm, mm. And just when you need that jolt... There it is. It almost takes your uh, your breath away, doesn't it? When you take that big first swig of Pepsi in the morning. You know, but these phrases that I'm using and that you're using, we really sound like addicts. You know that, right? I know I'm hooked. I admit it, yes. <laughs> it is just, John, are you, you don't do a lot of soda pop, do you? No, I, I, you know, and I'll go back and forth, but. Sorry, I try to, try to keep it to a minimum now, you know, uh, if I'm driving a lot or if I'm, you know, kind of yeah. running night ragged edge. And you need the caffeine jolt, but, you know, really try. I've been trying over the last, you know, year or so to, to mitigate as much as I can caffeine after, you know, I drink a couple, cup, couple cups of coffee in the morning now, and that's it, and just try to try to drink, you know, water and uh, a little bit of milk here and there. I, I drink a lot of water. Don't drink much milk. I drink a lot of water. Um, but sometimes I just got the Pepsi, man, just got to have it. But I am, you, you said, Bob can verify this. When I'm driving or I'm riding, yeah, gotta have it. And what if I, what do I have to have, Bob? Gotta have a Mountain Dew or a Pepsi. Mountain Dew. I gotta have Mountain Dew. I can't, I'm, I'm can't the Mountain same Dew. way. Mountain Dew is Mountain Dew has always been my driving. And, and you know, guys, uh, the, the grocery store sells one more thing that I'm even more addicted to that I, I just could not bear going through life without. You know What's what that? that is? It's Heinz ketchup. I Excuse have, me. I have to have Heinz ketchup. <laughs> I eat it on just about everything I eat, but not on the Louis hot dogs and no, no. Beans. Keep that off. No, don't See, do that. That's, I did I'm that. Tell you, let me tell you guys something real quick. I'd never seen this before until like two weeks ago, and I was working a concession stand at a local sports game. Guy got a slice of. Uh, don't tell me. Whatever it's pizza. No, don't tell me. Mustard on it. Oh, mustard. You know why? I asked him because he came back later, and I saw him like he got a piece of I think it was De Feliz pizza. And, you know, like, and they have condiments stand over on the side. Yeah. And I see him over there, and I'm like, is he actually putting that on top of the pizza? <laughs> so, you know, he comes back later, and I was like, you know, I said, hey, I'm going to ask you a really dumb question. Did I watch you put mustard, mustard. on your pizza? And he started laughing. He said, yeah. He said, you know, he said, if I don't, it just kills my stomach. Really? He said, but the mustard, you know, mustard does help with indigestion and heartburn. And he said, so I put mustard on just about everything. See, I would think that actually mustard on pizza would be worse for your stomach. No, he says it's... He can eat pizza whenever he wants, and it doesn't bother his stomach. Well, I'm not going to try it. I just want to be, I, I be as, as clear as about. I'm not. I'm not. Cons, not Could even you imagine a piece of 
Patsy's either slathered in mustard. <laughs> oh, my Lord, no. Just, yeesh, God. No, no, absolutely not. 9.13 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Before we get to Mr. McCabe and our Friday roundtable, Mr. Slider, we ought to probably remind folks today is a Friday, which means we have a lot of sports for you coming up beginning at noon today. That means it's Football Friday. We get things uh, kicked off with the Pine Room Podcast. The Pine Room Boys will be out in Elm Grove today at Gumby's. We want to thank Gumby's. We want to thank Jill's Gentleman's Club because uh, we could not do it without them. Uh, the Pine Room Boys from 12 to 3 at Gumby's in Elm Grove. Giveaways, yeah, discounts. Go on, on by, honk your horn. Blow your horn, all Stop that good by, stuff. Wander on over and say, Monroe and Slider said we could come and talk to you. Yeah, here we are. And then when those guys finish up, we have the Matt Jones pre-owned walkthrough. Scott Nolte, uh, Brett Clough, Jerry Ames, Mark Heinerman, all those guys will be in the studio. As far as football, this is what we have this evening. John Marshall, they travel to Parkersburg to take on Parkersburg South. Don't want to make the trip? No problem. You can catch that game on WVLY. That's a 7 o'clock kickoff. Obama uh, of Pittsburgh, they travel to Wheeling University to take on Wheeling Central. Another 7 o'clock kickoff. You can catch that game on WKKX. And don't forget, if you can't listen on air, we've got 2 a.m. and 2 f.m. frequencies. You'll be able to find it uh, on air. But if you can't, you can certainly listen online. Use go to watchdognetwork.com, WKKX. Click that if you want the Central game, WVOY, if you want the uh, John Marshall game. Uh, or if you prefer, use the TuneIn Radio app on your smartphone or your tablet. Uh, look up 1370 WVOY, 1600 WKKX. You do need to put the call letters and the frequency because there are other stations out there with the same so you got to get them together uh, and as i mentioned earlier uh, you know you can even have uh, your amazon personal assistant blast it right through your house put all your your smart speakers just simply say alexa play wkkx from tune in or alexa play wvly from tune in and uh, your smart speaker will carry it throughout your house. So if you have friends out of town who want to listen to their grandkids playing and they don't get a chance to watch them, they can listen to them. Or I've been saying a lot lately, if you're an alumni of one of these schools and you just want to kind of catch things or you have friends who are, tell them that they can listen to it online because the online service works just about everywhere. So check that uh, check that all out. And I it would be remiss if I didn't mention that tomorrow morning you can meet uh, my friend, Mr. Slider, and his buddy Bear. For the good old boys. Good old boys on sports. It's Bear and Bob. Uh, Brian Beresford, he is out in Columbus. Bob Slatter, myself. I'll be right here in downtown Wheeling from 8 to 9. Good old boys on sports. And then we'll have the Saturday morning sports huddle and then the WVU game shortly thereafter. with Three the home games in a row, Howard. That's a little bit unusual. West Virginia at home, 3.30 kickoff. They take, taking on Texas Tech. I think McCabe would probably know this better than I would. But then I think we go on the road for like several. Four straight games. Four straight yeah. games on the road. So this is a... Uh, the last home game for a while. Yeah. Uh, catch it all here on the uh, Watchdog Radio Network. We are the voice of the Mountaineers here in the Ohio Valley. It's 916 on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, John and I haven't had a chance to do a Friday roundtable for a while. There are a couple of stories from, behind, from before that I want to mm -hmm. get to, plus some stories of this week, and we'll do all of that coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. 
College and NFL football are back, baby. The Watchdog brings your favorite teams to your speakers. Let's go Mountaineers. On WKKX, WVLY, FM 98.1, 97.7, AM 1600, 1370. And Let's Go Dog Pound on WKKX, FM 98.1, AM 1600. The owners of First Choice Realtors are excited to announce they are now accepting applications for new real estate agents. The expert staff of First Choice Realtors will provide assistance to all applicants toward a successful pathway to a new career. First Choice Compensation Package for existing real estate agents is now offering up to 80% commission. Hurry and call now. 100% guaranteed application acceptance. 304-242-9601. Time to pack the lunchbox, check the backpack, get the kids back to school. And we're right there with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard, where can I go? Howard said there's only one place I know. Sam said, tell me quick, man, I got to run. Did I hear him say he was going to ask oh, me something? Howard just pointed with his gun and said, <laughs> you ever held a gun, Howard? It is interesting you say that, Mr. McCabe. I believe the first time I ever held a gun was in Oatman, Arizona. Really? During the uh, during our trip. First time ever. I believe so. I believe really? so. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you grew up in West Virginia, lived here pretty much your whole life. Or yeah. Not yeah. pretty much, maybe. Yeah. You've yeah. never shot or held a gun until no, you no. went to Arizona. I went to Arizona, and they put a gun in my hand. And said, hold us, boy. <laughs> no. Did you point it at your feet or anything? Uh, well, I think I did. And then the other, the guy, the, the, the sheriff who gave to me kind of like <laughs> took, his, took his finger and pointed. He didn't you know, look down up, the barrel, did you? Or anything? Up here, <laughs> up here, young man, up here, up here. So, uh, no, but I, I did. I have a picture of it on Facebook. Just not a, not a hunting family or anything? No, no, we were never a hunting family. No. no. My oldest son... Especially when he lived, he lived out in the basically the woods between Morgantown and Fairmont for right. a while, um, and he did. He had several weapons there. I've told the story before. I would used to call him sometimes. It was a little cabin out by itself across a creek. We'd be talking the funny. Go, Dad, hold on a second, hold on. I got to get the gun. There's a bear in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> he would go. So, but no, uh, Jason and Justin. Both have, mm-hmm. but not me, and hmm. nor has Jonathan. I don't think so. No, never have. No. Interesting. Not that I'm a pacifist, but I guess that I probably am. I'm more of a well. How, how do I phrase? Well, a weenie, to be honest with you. I'm a just weenie. a weenie. I'm just, I'm just a weenie. There you go. Maybe Slider could teach me. Bob, you want to try and teach me? No, I think I'll leave that to somebody else, Howard. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought you would say. It's 9:20 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show for a Friday. John and I have not had a chance to get together for a while. I've been away. You were away. I can't remember everything that happened. So, uh, catch up on a few things of interest here on our Ohio Valley News Roundup. The one story that jumped out at me, John, while I was um, on vacation was the uh, federal indictments uh, of Jeffrey Morris, the head of Roxby Development. Yeah, uh, you know, as we've talked, that we all knew that these conversations were being had at the federal level, that they were deposing people and had, you know, and paneled a grand jury to look into this. Um, you know, they, uh, they indicted uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office here in the Northern Panhandle, 
um, arrested uh, Mr. Uh, not you know had uh, had uh, charged gotten him. an indictment right and charged him with uh, with one kind of wire, wire fraud. fraud. Now the you know uh, when you listen to uh, the U.S. Attorney uh, Bill Elenfeld, you know, they weren't yet ready technically to to arrest him. They had some other things they wanted to run through the grand jury first. Uh, but he apparently had been uh, planning a trip out of the country, or he wanted to, to get out, out of the get, get out of Dodge. And so they took the preemptive step to arrest him on this one charge. You know, uh, essentially pull his passport and uh, limit him from being able to leave the country, just because you know there are places you can still go where you can't be extradited to the U.S. So. Um, you know, again, this has uh, been an ongoing story for quite some time. You know, the, the allegations here are that, uh, again, Mr. Morris used, uh, you know, was deceptive with his investors and used money that um, he would get from one investor to pay others. And, you know, what, what you look at is like a classic pyramid Ponzi, Ponzi scheme. scheme. It was yeah. a Ponzi scheme. He, he basically said, Hoppy Kirchwell and I were talking about this this mm-hmm. week on him. Hoppy said it was like the music man. Yeah. You know, coming to town. Yeah. Flim Flam Man. He had... Uh, Enticed investors, including one local investor of significance, mm-hmm. and apparently also some others around the country, to put money into, in this particular case, and there will be probably other charges related to other things, but in this particular case, entice them to put money into working on the Scottish Rite Cathedral, renovating and upgrading and preparing. And he got the money, and then he didn't do that. He used it to do other things, and I don't have the specifics, but, you know, pay credit card bills or... Pay, pay employees, pay employees, employees whatever, right, whatever. Right. and uh, and that's that's what he's uh, currently uh, been charged with. Uh, Elenfeld is very quick to say this is not the end of it. Right. There are other charges, as you said. I think he they were they were working on it. You know, they got a big file someplace in the office, and they're trying to dot the i's and cross the t's. And the next thing you know, they hear he's going to run out of town. And they said. I, what have we got that we can what what's the give us something we can get him on and it does show you you think about it and you know maybe he bought a plane ticket maybe he was you know and so you know just his name flagged somewhere i'm sure to where you know he starts making these travel plans and uh yep. the, the weight of the federal government comes crashing down on him yeah and i think it's going to come crashing down even more and yep. again elenfeld has pretty much said that i tried to get him on the show but i wasn't able to reach him because i was away and then i only had a day or two to do it uh he was on with hoppy this week and was pretty open about the whole thing. I had to chuckle because what I've said, and Bob and I have said, and you and I have said for, for months and months and months is everybody knew something sure. wasn't right. Sure. And even Elenfeld said that. He goes, everybody in town knew something wasn't right. It just it didn't make sense. But again, he wasn't, you know, he didn't go to the city and say, I need you to partner with me and give no. me $3 million of taxpayer money and I'll put in... $30 million, you know, there was never any direct involvement with the city. There was, you know, again, he was buying old buildings. You know, the McClure is, you know, uh, goes back to its prior owner in better shape than when she sold it. He you did know, do Scottish, some renovations yeah. in there. I mean, Now, yeah. he didn't pay some people that did some of the work for this <laughs> right, renovation. Right, That's a whole right. different story. I mean, but <laughs> the renovations were done. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. But, you know, um, the Scottish Rite building, he left in better shape than when he bought it. Uh, the, uh, Mount Carmel Monastery, story or I don't, that, that, didn't that's really a, do much. That, there, that's right? that's a that's an outlier right. as far as I'm concerned. That's same yeah. here. But you know, so it's it's hard, you know, because again, anytime things like this come up, you know, what happens? Well, where was you know the media was too busy cheerleading the guy, and I don't th- ever think that's the case. You know, you report on what's happening, 
Um, you know, none of us have details into his financial records. You know, we can't, you know, that, it, without somebody giving them to us. So I think you report what's happening, you know, and, you know. Uh, and, and nobody, we would talk about it on the show because that's part of what we can do. We can sure. speculate. We can say, I don't know anything, but something doesn't seem right. right. We can do that. But you can't do that in an article. You can't no. do it on TV7 News or on the intelligence. Or you can't, you can't report that. Unless you can report that somebody else says that, yes. and nobody was willing. And that's part of the frustration to me, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you did as I did. I talked to some local officials mm-hmm. who said things to me like, yeah, this doesn't really feel right. But, you know, we want to we want right. They're not going to go on the record right. and say that. Yeah, so, exactly. you know, if somebody else had said, I've got questions about this, then we could report that there are questions about it. But you can't report but, but again, even Elenfeld, I had to chuckle this week when I heard him talking to Hoppy. Even Elenfeld said, everybody in town knew. Everybody's known. Everybody's known something wasn't right. Um, I think where the real trouble is going to come, I'm just, again, guessing, I think COVID's going to be a problem, the COVID I, money. Yeah, I, I would think that, that that seems to be the logical conclusion to make. Um, because he, of course, was the the testing lab for the you know for this region. You know, he was at OVMC, and they you know, they were you know, they were doing the testing. They were sending in. You know, I think if I remember correctly, he still owes McKesson like seven hundred thousand dollars in for equipment to, to test. Yeah, I think most of us thought, and I even said, I think that well, I think Roxby Labs, the lab part of it, that's the that's the yeah. that's the right that's the. Um, legitimate part of it right. you know they, they're doing all this work and they're getting COVID money to do it because there was plenty of COVID money around but based on the bankruptcy filings that we saw you're right he, he owed huge amounts of right. money to McKesson and to other and medical supply firms mm-hmm. and so on right. which implies can't say implies to me that he took COVID money to pay for and he didn't use it for again, COVID was using it to pay you know keep investors happy on the short term have you ever seen the movie uh the Polka King, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Yeah, Jan Levon, you know. I mean, again, same, you know, you you you, you know, take from Peter to pay Paul, yeah. and you just, you know, um, it's uh, you know, there's still, of course, a lot going on here, and it is interesting that this story is, uh, you know, has gained some statewide interest. Uh, it's a fascinating story when you come down to it. You know, we're we're working on just a nice kind of, uh, you know, for the next couple of weeks. This nice recap of you know yeah, put the everything that, yeah, just kind yeah. of put it all together from the beginning when he first showed up. And, uh, and, you know, and again, bought the monastery and uh, had these grand plans to turn it into a hotel. And did even did that come before the planning? Commission? It did. Yeah, that's what it, I thought. It, it, yeah. it did. They brought uh, elaborate plans for a hotel lounge. Yeah. Um, citizens of the street were there and said, we love this idea. I said on the planning, I said, are you sure that you're paying attention to what what's going on here? Because. This is not going to work out. Yeah. But yes, it did come planning commission. We did approve their plans. Right. I give. I don't want to say give them a pass. I think what happened there was uh, Mr. Morris and his dad came mm-hmm. to town, had some bigger plans than they bit off more than they could chew with that. Sure. Um, and I don't think it began as a that didn't begin as a pyramid scheme. And that just began as we think we can make this work. They couldn't. And what fascinates me is then why do you go on? to the next thing because why? you're always chasing that's why yeah you know you're always chasing you you know if i can just do this one deal here it's going to make everything good and if i can just do this it's going to make everything good and uh you know i don't think you know and from bernie madoff to, to you know, 
anyone, you know, I don't think these folks ever set out with the intention of defrauding people. They figured you know, in the end, they'd, it, yeah, it would all resolve that's itself right. in the we'll, end. We'll work through it. We'll get it figured out, you know, and we can keep, you know, if, if this, you know, if this stock just hits where I think it will go, you know, I'll be able to keep everybody happy and, and, uh, and get caught up. And, you know, you, and what happens, you just get yourself deeper, you, deeper in debt. It's like when you're a gambler and you're, you know, and you're pumping your money in the machine and you just keep thinking one more, you same, know, one ex- more pool. It, it, exact same, you know it, it's the exact same thing. And you in know. the long run, doesn't it make like uh, local investors more than gun shy that say, you know what, that's probably more than I want to get into. And I, I don't know if I can trust you or not. Well, I, I think it, it, it uh, sours the pot for the next one who comes to yeah, town and has ideas. For certain. You know, uh, Morris, um, I didn't talk to him, but I, it was in the newspaper. He made it clear when he bought the McCloys, I over. he said, sure. I overpaid for it. I paid more than I knew I needed to pay because I wanted to be guaranteed I would get it and nobody else could get it. Well... That's not a good way to begin. Just begin no, and, by and, saying and again, I'm over. I know I'm overpaying for something. You know, his bankruptcy. He was. He had paid back 1.2 million dollars on the McClure, and and so the owner of that. Not only does she, you know, not only did she get her building back, she got a million dollars in essentially renovations. In, in reno, not in renovations, just in payments. You know, in, in oh, which oh, oh, yeah, thing yeah, it was like yeah, a mortgage okay. payment in yeah. essence. You know, and so she made out pretty well, all things considered. Um, you know, in that building, you know, most people thought that building mm-hmm. would go, you know, four, four and a half million and end up going for six point two million. Um, Back to my point, John, I think her reputation that was kind of ran through the ringer, not worth a million dollars. That That's my opinion, yeah. because I heard so many stories. I don't know anybody that would ever want to do business with the McClure again. Yeah, well, we'll see. It's uh the fallout from this will continue for some time, I, I fear. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think it's. I think for Mr. Morris, it's going to get much worse. Yeah. Uh, wire fraud, Ponzi schemes, those are bad. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think we'll hear they are greater than just what we've got so far. But I still think at some point, and I could be wrong, but I think when it gets down to the COVID funding issue, that's where the real rubber is going to hit the road. I mean, I'm sure that that's what you know. What is the most time-consuming is pouring through all of the you know all of the results that they sent in to get reimbursed for. How you know uh, that, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of man time to go through all of those to see if they were all real, you know, made up. You know, was there ever any plan to you know submit a thousand extra COVID results? Uh, you know to get get payment for you know and, and again these are just wild speculations uh, yeah, on just, my just, end, but yeah. you know um so it really does uh you know th- those things take a lot of time you just don't sit down for an afternoon and work through that 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 takes you know forensic accountants and and auditors to go through and pour through you know records double check with people and double check with insurance companies and do the, you know and so there's just so much legwork um that goes into these type of investigations, um, you know, again, which is why it took even as long as it did to get to the point we're at now. You know, I, I wonder if he hadn't been planning to leave the country, we, he probably would still not be. Uh, no, uh, probably now. not yet. Yeah. I, yeah, I think probably the the federal attorney's office would have waited until they had a everything wrapped a up full nice. package. Yes, but they, they had to do this to, to yeah. keep him keep him here. Uh, you know, a lot of people I mentioned I was on with Hoppy this week and, and it's like that's like. How could this happen? Yeah, you know, when you're on the outside looking in, you say, "How does this happen?" How did? And and again, when I say, and Elenfeld says, everybody knew it, but people just, you know, I guess hope springs eternal. That's always, what it boils down always, to. Always, always. I mean, that's that's exactly it. Everybody wants downtown. 
to be something better than what it is now. And, and he was providing an option for that. He had some ideas that were, and he had to, apparently had money. I mean, he not apparent. I mean, he 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 had backing, and you know, just not as much as he needed. And I think and in this plans particular were too big. In this particular case, the number was three hundred fifty thousand dollars. I think of investment mm-hmm. money that was right. defrauded, basically. So, and I suspect that's just a tip of the iceberg. Tip of the iceberg. Great. All right. Well, pretty big story, but it is by no means done. Um, I don't know when or where or how, but I'm sure we'll be hearing more about this in the future. We're also going to be hearing a lot of talk about the race for mayor in Wheeling City Council because it's going to be an interesting election, I think, coming up. We'll talk about that in a minute or two here on the Friday Roundtable. Newspaper editor John McCabe and I spending time here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Right now, though, let's go over to the uh, Ohio Valley Newsroom from WTRF-TV and Taylor Long. Good Friday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this September the 22nd. Jefferson County officials are still searching for an escapee from the Eastern Ohio Correction Center in Wintersville. Authorities say 38-year-old Brian Mosher signed out of EOCC and was scheduled to visit family in Midvale. He was last seen leaving EOCC wearing a black hat, black shirt, blue jeans, and brown boots. Authorities say if you see him, do not approach him. Anyone with information regarding Brian's whereabouts is asked to contact the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office or their local authorities. And an industrial gas manufacturer, Messer, is paying a $1.9 million civil penalty for violating its Clean Water Act permit and the West Virginia Water Pollution Control Act. Messer's permit imposed limits of the discharge of specific pollutants, including copper, aluminum, iron, residual chlorine, and others. Court documents say Messer exceeded permit limits when it discharged pollutants into the Ohio River on at least 186 occasions since February of 2016. The documents say Messer must also take steps to prevent future violations. And President Biden issued an executive order to hold Norfolk Southern accountable for the East Palestine train derailment. The president is directing FEMA to appoint a federal disaster recovery coordinator to oversee long-term recovery efforts in East Palestine and nearby communities. The EPA is also being asked to provide a report to the president on the status of the air, soil and water qualities that are being monitored and whether Norfolk Southern continues to meet its obligations to the community by covering all cleanup costs. And the St. Clairsville area Chamber of Commerce held its annual dinner at Dowler Hall at Belmont College. The dinner was sponsored by WVU Wheeling Hospital. This year's keynote speaker was head basketball coach Jim Crutchfield from Nova Southeastern University, a former West Liberty head basketball coach. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Ready for your next adventure? Then head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense, or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. 
Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. We're riding the highway to the weekend here on the Watchdog Morning Show, 938, 22 till the hour. We're looking at about uh, 60 degrees at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport um, in the upper 50s uh, elsewhere here in the upper Ohio Valley. Get up to around 75, 76 today with sunshine and blue skies, but do look, unfortunately, for mm, clouds over the next couple of days and maybe even some rain on Sunday. Come up today, 10.06, after we are done, it's a statewide talk line with Hoppy Kirchival. He get two for one, Bob. Two for one right at 10.06. And two of our oh, – he's stolen, stolen our guests again. Okay, Brad and who else? Steve Adams. Ah, oh, together, Brad. Together, Brad McElhenney and Steve Adams together on Statewide Talk Line. What's the joyous occasion there? Let's see. Um, the split within the Republican caucus in the legislature. Hmm. Okay. I, it's, Interesting. Hoppy says it's based on his commentary today, which sadly I have not yet read, except he says it's about the Republican caucus. So Stephen Adams, who's actually here in town today yep, yep. for uh, Leadership Wheeling. And, uh, Brad, Leadership West Virginia. Leadership West Virginia, thank you. And, uh, and uh, Brad McLean. Then let's see, what else have we got here? I think Tony Caridi's coming in to talk about the uh, WVU Tech game. And, of course, Bob, you know what comes up at 1130. That's Steam Release. Shh. Steam release. One of the most fun parts of the week on Statewide Talk Line. John McCabe and I talking about Ohio Valley News of the Week. Uh, this week we made official what... I got the impression talking to Rosemary Ketchum yesterday, she didn't think people knew that she was running. <laughs> I, I, I made some comment when I interviewed her yesterday. I said, well, you know, it's been an open secret. She said, oh, I guess I don't keep secrets very well. Well, when you're, you know, when you're out soliciting... Actually asking people to support... Asking people to support you, do you think that people aren't going to talk? Yeah, I exactly. mean, you know, if you're going to be the next mayor, don't be naive. Yeah. There's, there's, there's the key. Yeah, that's something you want to look for. So uh, Rosemary Ketchum officially throws her hat into the ring for the mayor of the city of Wheeling. Now we have Ms. Ketchum and we have uh, Denny Magruder, the yep. two officially announced candidates. We have mucho speculation that Chad Thalman will throw his hat in the ring. Don't know that for sure. He has said he's not running for re-election for his council seat, likely to run for mayor. And I still think, as you and I have talked, John, there are at least a couple others that are going to be getting into the game as well. Yeah, you know, it. Uh, I think with uh, with Rosemary's entrance, it. You know, I look at someone like Chad Thalman and say, where, you know, where do you get your support from? Right. Outside of like immediate friends and family, like Anand Patel, maybe we'll vote for you. Uh, and that's about it. You know, I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to be flippant, but, you know, where no. does your base come from? You've got a very, you know, you've got a very traditional candidate in Denny Magruder in the sense of, you know, he's going to 
going to appeal to the, the you know, the, the 15 over demographic, right. which is pretty heavy in Wheeling. Um, you've got Rosemary Ketchum, who's going to appeal to the 30, you know, 35 and younger graphic, the progressive de- demographic in Wheeling. So what does that leave for someone like Chad Thalman? You say, well, there's the middle. Well, the middle's really kind of getting sucked up both ways. But, but I've been saying all along, I, I'm usually willing to offer some sense of what might happen. I, Until I have a better feeling for yeah. who's in the race right now, I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, as you said, Denny Magruder is, I, I, maybe traditional is the right word, but he's kind of middle American yeah, exactly. candidate, yeah, just, you yeah. know, uh, I don't think he's, he's not a Neanderthal, he's not a right winger, no. he's just going to be down the middle. Uh, Rosemary. As the mayor would say, he's part of the, the good old boys club network. Ooh. There we go. That, They're on Saturdays, aren't the, they? Saturday morning? Ooh. The good old boys with Bear that's and Bob. That's the mayor's uh, <laughs> assessment. He's the good old boys network. Uh, and then Rosemary clearly has, at this moment, locked up the the younger, artistic, progressive sure. crowd. Uh, Bob and I were talking about this yesterday, and he and I have some disagreements. Bob and I both come from the generation that says Denny Magruder it would be the logical one to say he's the likely candidate. 100%. But I, I think I, I've been paying a lot of attention. There, This younger, I call it the younger progressive artistic group, they're, they're a very, I, I just, there's uh, a lot of them there and, know, and they are very active. Well, I just don't know how many there are. That's one. But I, I agree. She had, uh, Rosemary had her campaign event Wednesday night and uh, the reporter we had there said, it was like a big party. You know, they yeah. had people everywhere, and they were right out in front of the upper market house. And when they got finished, they all went over. Rosemary invited everyone over to Later Gator for martinis, yeah. you know. And uh, and it was, you know, as he put it, a really energized crowd. You know, people were happy and, and having a great time. You know, so her support is going to be very strong, very vocal for certain. Um yeah, I just don't know how big it is. That's that's always the question. But sometimes it don't have, doesn't have to be big. It has to be energized. I, that was ha- your word. And I like true. that. That's true. That's true. Um, but, you know, I mean, it takes, you know, I went back and looked, and it's roughly 10,000, 11,000 people who vote in the mayor's race the last couple times around. So, you know, theoretically you're going to need, if, you're, if we're just going to say there's two candidates in, but, and there will be more most likely, but, you know, you're going to need 5,500 votes, you know, is – is, is that enough to energize enough other people to go out, you know? And, but, but back to your first point, if there are others in the race, and let's just assume that mm-hmm. Chad Thomas one of them, I'm not totally sure where his support comes from, but it will come from somebody. It will come from someone, sure. And I'm guessing that Rosemary's base of support it's not going anywhere. is staying where it's it is. It's 100% correct, yes. So you've got Denny, Chad. He may pull a little bit from Rosemary, but it, but probably more from Danny. And then, sure. but then again, the question: Who else is and out see, there? And that's where that's where these races where you three, four, nine at times we've had eight, nine. You know, if you have seven candidates and you've got Miss Ketchum with a base of thirty percent or twenty eight percent, who's energetic, could, plans to go to the polls, could well will help be get, uh, enough to win. Yeah, you exactly. Know, that, that could be, and that's what's really going to make this race so fascinating next year. And as we, st- well, not even next year, right now, and as we roll through in the, in the next May, is it? Uh, you know, who else is going to get in? Uh, what you know, where might they draw from? You know, again, if uh, if. You know, again, we've had these guys who love to disrupt these city races, you know, Brandon Criswell and uh, and th- that kind of group of guys who get in, you know, 
Do they get a lot of votes? No, but they get a thousand. And you get you the know, perennial guys. You get the uh, Alex Coogans or the. No, that, that uh, the, Brandon Criswell is part of that group. You know. The, and, yeah, that yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, Tony Dominic Tony and, and those sort right. of people, who you know always, sure. if they run, they got a little bit of support, and that. You and know, they get three, four percent maybe. But you know, but but again, where does that come where, from? Does that come from someone like a Denny Magruder? Does that come from uh, Chad Thalman? Does, you know, or, or whatever. And again, Chad is pure speculation right now because he has not indicated what he's going to do. But what we do know, and it's the second part of this, is that so we're going to have a new mayor because for certain Glenn yes. Elliott is term limited. But we're going to have at least two, and I'm pretty sure three, open council seats, mm -hmm. which means two or three new members of council as well. Rosemary. If she's running for mayor, can't run for right. re-election. So the third ward seat's open. And Chad has already said, whether he runs for mayor or not, he said on this show that he's not going to run for re-election. Mm -hmm. So you got at least those two. I have speculation that at least one more may not run. There's been a lot of talk that uh, the fourth ward councilman may not run again. You know, that, that's, that's been out there. That's no secret whether he does or not. I don't, I don't know that you know, he'll make that decision. You know, but again, you could look at a handful of seats for, you know, opening up. And much as we saw eight years ago when this council came in, you know, that council had five new faces. And, and that's what I'm thinking. You could, depending on who gets elected and, again, how many actual seats are open, you could see it. This council for the last two elections has been, I mean, we've gone through a couple of different people, mm -hmm. but it's been pretty consistent. They've had pretty good, straightforward movement you know they've marched forward from the first day of the, the glenn elliott regime took office to today they've kind of moved forward pretty much together they've had some fights but they've moved and we'll talk about one of those in a minute here mm -hmm. but they've moved forward together but a, a new council could turn that around sure, and so it's going to be really interesting to to follow that hey, a now, name uh, uh, a name you guys did not mention he came pretty close to being mayor the last election was chris ham do you think he jumps back in I would think with Denny in, probably not. Yeah. I, again, pure speculation on my part, but I would think, I think that uh, you know Chris obviously uh, uh, vehemently opposed many of the mayor's positions. Yeah, um, I would think with a, a a strong candidate like Denny in, I, I would be surprised if, if Chris runs. But you know, hey, yeah, I, one never knows. I, nobody I, knows. Let me I, say, one never knows in general. I'm with yeah. Chris Ham. One really never knows. So I will ask, you know, since we, we, we made reference to old white guys earlier, uh, I'm assuming you supported the mayor's stance that we have too many old white guys running things in Wheeling. In almost every body and board except for the Planning Commission. where I <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's talk about that. When we come, I want to take a okay. I, Bob, I have to do a break, right? Let's get one in. Let's do a break. I want to talk about that. The, the uh, board appointments and the controversy thereof coming up next. If you or a loved one have been seriously injured by someone else's negligence before you choose an attorney, remember, the right attorney can make a difference. Ask your friends, your family, your neighbors about Gold Quarry and Torek, the law firm with a track record of handling tough cases. Combining over 100 years of legal experience, Gold Quarry and Torek offers their expert service in the tri-state area of Ohio, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania. Wondering if you can afford an attorney? The answer is yes, because Gold Corey and Torek are only paid after they win your case. So these are a few of the reasons why thousands of people in our Ohio Valley put their trust in the hands of Gold Corey and Torek. Now you head on over to GKT.com, schedule a free consultation, or contact someone 24 hours a day using their live chat agent. The right attorney can make a difference. Gold Corey and Torek. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. 
WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care, close to home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services. And equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. Teachers' desks are clean, chalk is fresh, and the blackboard is ready. It's back to school time, and we're ready with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Yep, highway bumper music this morning. I'm walking the highway to the weekend, and we're almost there. It's 9.50, to the hour. John McCabe is here with me. He and I are kicking around the Ohio Valley News Week in Review with the assistance of executive producer uh, Bob Slider here. Uh, the uh, Wheeling Council had a dust-up a couple of weeks ago, and it revisited itself, which kind of surprised me, this week mm -hmm. uh, over appointments to the Greater Wheeling Sports and Entertainment Authority Board but the there was a philosophy expressed that went beyond that, but kind of talked about the need to look at greater diversity on all of the boards. Sure. And, you know, uh, as, as we all know, Wheeling has a small minority population um, and an even smaller representation of that population on many city boards. It just does. And that's been a longstanding problem that I guess for years nobody really even thought to address. You know, the mayor, uh, two weeks back, uh, brought it up as they had four of these four appointments coming up, and he said, you know, let's maybe look at some different appointments for this. You know, and, and no one can argue with that. No one can argue that a board like the Greater Wheeling Sports and Entertainment Authority should be more reflective of, of our community as a whole. But, you know, he kind of doubled down and, and, uh, and went off on a tangent that, you know, just said, hey, you know, pretty much everyone on this board is, you know, uh, uh, old white man, man over 50 you know as he is you know he is a man over 50 um and you know and uh and that and just kind of made it you know he made it about gender he made it about age he made it about race when it didn't have to be about any of that it could should have just been simply you know we need we, we need a more diverse yeah, board, yeah. And, and no one's going to argue over that. You Dave, know. Dave Palmer certainly called him out on that sure. this week. I mean, specifically uh, citing the discrimination ordinance in the city and says, you know, are you in violation of our own ordinance? Here? I, I think he probably is. Um, but uh, there were four appointments that, and also the mayor two weeks ago was distressed about the procedure as well. He's yes. chairman of the Greater Wheeling Sports and Entertainment Authority Board, and apparently Dave Dave Palmer presented the. Right, presented this the, the nominees message, right, yeah. to, uh, for the agenda, and I think that irritated the mayor mm -hmm. a, as well. So uh, there was a procedural issue there, but Dave Dave did not back down. I mean, this week at council, he came back at he, him, he, he, and he the did. mayor responded. Yeah, and you know, and and I think the worst part of all this is there's an underlying issue that the mayor claims is not there, but he has been publicly quoted as as saying there is. He had a problem with one member of the board, uh, who John Culler, 
that's been that you know, John's name has been out there. John is the only one of the four who this week didn't get reappointed uh, and um, and had his name not even back up for reconsideration. Um, you know, and again, are, are we really at the time now as a society where where when you know the mayor couldn't have just made a phone call to Mr. Culler and said, John, we so appreciate your years of service to this board. You've done many great things. The hiring of Te- you know Kelly Jones, uh, Kelly Tucker was was a great hire. You know, we've been thinking and and you know we'd like to move in a different direction. Um, you know, we'd like for you to step down, and we have some ideas on who we want to appoint to this board. Um, you know, and, and give at least give color the opportunity to bow out gracefully as opposed to getting mired in the middle of, of you know, what is essentially nonsense now and has turned into nothing but nonsense. And, and I just, I, I, that was disappointing. Well, John, who I, is John Color, who I, people know, is actually a friend of mine, so I, I mm-hmm. have a personal interest in it. But I thought John handled it very well. Yeah. Uh, I didn't talk to him, but I know the newspaper did. And he said, well, you know, I, Appreciate the time I've had on the board. We've done a good job, and I'm sure the new people will do a good job, and he was good. i got a text here from the Frio Stack Office Service text line. The sad thing is not once did Mayor Elliott thank Mr. Culler for his service to the board. Well, that's what I just said. I mean, it, that's whether you have a personal issue with him or whatever this problem is, have a little bit of grace in how you handle it. Have a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of sincerity and just say, you know, you've done a great job. We, the city so appreciates it. But we want to move on. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Now, you know, I am an old white man. Mm -hmm. As am I. And I've been on that planning commission board for a long time. Well, I'd say you better just start packing your bags now, buddy. I may have Monday nights free. Maybe he'll thank you, Howard. (laughs) Would that be such a bad thing? I may have Monday nights free (laughs) in the future. No. They need me on that board. You want me on that. You're indispensable. It's a Jack Nicholson quote. You need me on that wall. You want me on that wall. All right, John, appreciate your time here today. 955, 5 before the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Hoppy coming up at 10.06. Right now, Bob Westfall is here from the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Good morning, Bob morning howard how's your friday going it is it's you know it's going and that's the good thing it's almost it's almost quitting time for me and uh and that means i'll be taking the highway to hell out of here i say that because we've been doing highway bumper music today i'll be uh on the highway looking for looking for adventure someplace i guess i don't know i'll probably go in to take a nap yeah probably gonna take eat and then take a nap but nonetheless yeah how about your day i knew i knew eating was in there somewhere yeah always in there it's always in there so far, so good. Everybody's off over here today. Everybody's off. Everybody's off. We had a Friday off. Oh. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. John's off. Brenda's off. Yeah. You know, I know who is not off. Adam's not off. And Rebecca's not here. off because Rebecca Little called us this morning. She is here. She's yeah. probably right behind me. Football Friday. We know Dugan and Scott Noldy will be there. Yeah, they'll be here this afternoon. It's Football Friday. Uh, week six, I think, which is hard to believe. We say that every year. Yep. It is amazing every year, Bob Slider and Bob Westville, it is amazing how fast the football season goes. It seems like we just, we're just making a big deal about, hey, it's the opening night, it's the first night, and here we are almost halfway through the season. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Um, we're, we're, what, four weeks from the playoffs? Jeez, unbelievable. Four, four weeks from the playoffs, what, eight, ten weeks from the championships. So what are you working on today? Have you found a way to stretch out the bridge story anymore? 
what are you insinuating? Well, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, and let me say that you were not alone. Mr. McCabe is sitting here. The newspaper <laughs> devoted a huge amount of time and effort to it as well. So, uh, it's a, But you guys spent a lot of time on that bridge story, and so did the newspaper. We did, and, and therefore forced us to. We spent more time here than I had planned to do it. So I just thought, wow. I, you know, I'm just saying. Oh, the largest economic mo- uh, uh, incubator in the in the in the area in in over a decade, and there's too much news on it. Well, if you put it that way, if you're going to put it that way, Bob, then all right, maybe not. And to me, it's just traffic lights now. That's that's it. I have to deal with traffic lights. <laughs> um, actually, the traffic lights on the brilliant side are still just flashing red and yellow. Oh. So they're not going red and green, you know, op- operationally correctly. I was coming into work this morning, and this uh, this driver just blew right through him. Oh, Oop. oops! Yeah, yeah. Like uh, you, that flashing red, you probably want to stop. Um, you know what? I think there's some follow-ups to the bridge that's coming down. We want to take are. a look at how it's going to affect uh, areas. Uh, maybe further north, further south. You yeah. know, uh, a lot of people may not be, you know, may not be going to Fallensby now for things because they can go to Wellsburg, or they may not be going down to uh, Martin's Ferry or something like that because they can go to Wellsburg and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think there's some more stories on that. I, I think, I think when 2,500 people show up to walk out on a bridge, yeah, that's pretty impressive. A baby dog shows up. What else do you want? I mean, it's that's a that right there. That makes an, an historical event. Histor- when a baby dog is there. I, 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 real quick, this is a dumb question. We'll, anything else you're working on? You can tell me in a minute. Does anybody know John McCabe, Bob Westwell? Has baby dog? Does baby dog ever bark? I've never heard baby dog bark. Um, I, I don't think I have either. I know she got startled at that one construction. The sign fell. If you remember that, that's right. Yeah, uh, but I don't. I don't think she barked even at that. So I, I don't. I don't know. I think it probably requires probably requires too much energy for her to bark. <laughs> <laughs> and that dog, as you can tell, does not expend much. It does energy. not expend much energy. It's exactly right. I'm glad you said that, not me. <laughs> All right, Mr. Westwall. I got just a minute or two. Anything else you're working on? You want us to know about for All the right. Big Seven? High, high school for, uh, high school football tonight. Uh, we've got some big. Uh, Developments out of Reynolds, uh, WU Medicine Reynolds Hospital, uh, adding a helipad, improving operation rooms. So DK is down working on that today. Uh, Haunted House opens up in Wells Township. We'll be there live tonight, so it's spooky season is underway. And uh, new clerk of courts in Belmont County, so we'll be there for the swearing in. So that's kind of what we got today. All right, check it all out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5, 30, the region-wide show, always at WTRF.com, and, of course, on your smartphone or tablet. All right, I appreciate uh, the time today, as I always do, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Have a good weekend. All right, guys. Have a good week. All right, Mr. Slider, I will see you on Monday. Am I picking you up? Are you driving? Are you walking? What's Well, I got my fingers crossed, but uh, we'll talk about it maybe on Sunday evening. All right. We'll see you all Monday morning at 7 o'clock, the Watchdog Morning Show right here. Senator Robert Menendez. The indictment charges.